gramophone. Fritz! Idiot! My gramophone! Save my gramophone! I'm, I'm, I'm sinking! I'm sinking! Stop sinking! That's an order! Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is number uh, episode number 77 this time. Mm-hmm. You called it 77 last time. You thought it was 77. I did. I even thought I heard you say it was 77. <laughs> and for a while I was like, I'm going to lie to people if they ask and say that he edited a correction at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I did it though. <laughs> oh, 77. That's this one. 77. 77. Let's think of 1977 here for a second. Okay. okay. Um... That's the year Star Wars came out, right? Is it? It was a huge, huge year. Huge, huge year for movies, really. Mm-hmm. A few years before that, there was Jaws, of course. It brought out the whole you know summer movie blockbuster time. Mm-hmm. And then came Star Wars, and three years later, the, the sequels and everything. And it was huge. It was, um, I want to say, the original Star Wars was uh, number one at the, the box office for many weeks, and then on the top for many years also. Mm-hmm. I believe, like, E.T., took it down at one point, because I believe E.T. was the highest grossing movie at one point in time. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it overtook Star Wars, I believe. That was and my first movie in the theaters. Aww. <laughs> Do you remember it at all, or no? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, because I've seen it subsequent times. You know, your mom actually uh, messaged me one time. It was, uh, this must have been, like, episode 20-something or whatever. Uh-huh. She messaged... Why don't you do Jesslyn's first movie, E.T.? <laughs> That's I, not how she sounds in text or in human form. <laughs> but I'm making a character here, so give me a break, all right? <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I never responded to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never did. No, I feel kind of bad for it now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's that these like big properties are so famous now Um like with the uh, the Marvel universe and everything, it's just huge. I mean, fifteen years ago, no one could tell you who the fuck Black Panther was. Right. I mean, I could. I knew who Black Panther was because I, you know, I, I initially had gotten a lot of my comic book information from the these Marvel playing cards or baseball cards or whatever you want to call. Oh, okay. Them. So that's where I got to learn about a lot of these characters and reading comics and everything too. So I know like ninety percent of the stuff. That's in these movies, and I know about 50% of what's going to happen in these movies. Right. Which is fine. I don't mind it at all. It kind of gives me a leg up on everyone else. Makes me seem kind of smart. <laughs> <laughs> I do ask you a lot of Marvel questions. Yeah, and and now now considering, like, I, just that what I just said, like, uh, trying to sound smarter about things. 15 years ago, that would have just been geek talk. That isn't, I mean, it's just yeah. totally different now. Mm-hmm. And now... With social media and everything, and you get reviews everywhere. People talk about stuff constantly. And that just brought in a whole huge wave of toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. And it is... I want to say it's out of control, but it really isn't. It, it's, <laughs> you can just ignore people, really. But 
there were two big things that came out in one weekend. It was the opening of uh, Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. and the beginning of the last season of Game of Thrones, right. which just ended last night. It did. Right. And people are out of their fucking mind, pissed off. Uh, what was it, like three weeks ago there was a petition? I think it was just last week. Last there was week? a petition to rewrite season eight. Yeah, I know. Where the fuck do you entitled idiots come up with this shit? Like this is someone's art. I mean, this is someone's this is someone's job. Like this is they put a lot of hard work yes. into this, and then you're gonna come and you want them to rewrite this shit because you didn't like where the story you went. You didn't like yeah. it, man. Fuck you. You know, you know, you should have been around 15 years ago. You know, or you know what? Uh, you know, this is another thing that that gets me too now, is with. People getting upset when you when you talk about things in just person to person or social media. Like uh, Game of Thrones is a good one. Like you'll you'll say things about the show on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh, don't spoil it! Don't spoil it for me." My thing is now because I used to be kind of like that. Oh, don't spoil it. If it does, it happens. Whatever. It's just a movie or TV show. But now people are are just getting so upset about stuff like this. And my thing is, if you were a real fan of Game of Thrones, you would have watched it the night it came out. If you were a real <laughs> fucking fan of that show. Well, maybe you had to work. Like, I understand. Bullshit. I know. I actually read an article um, about how a certain number of people, like, called in on Sunday. Like, a lot of people were missing work on Sundays to finish Game of Thrones. Hey, man. Um, I get, I see both sides. I see both sides of toxic fandom too because I only had a couple of issues with this season but I also don't care that much I mean I care I do right you do care but at the same time you're just like okay hold on a minute guys <laughs> like sure. relax it's a I show. do remember getting really bent out of shape about Dexter when Dexter started going downhill and then the series finale was just horrible yes that it, was it ruined bad. the whole show for me I couldn't even it, go back and watch it right. so I guess I feel bad for you Game of Thrones fans who hated this season so much that it ruined the whole series for you. That sucks. I'm sorry. But also, find a new show now. Yeah. And just the <laughs> reasoning, too. They're like, well, man, they sped up the whole show in this last season. This show is at a snail's fucking pace oh my God, I know. for six seasons, Move man. It along. Let's get going. I know you're establishing yeah. all this stuff, but at the, you're 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 getting upset because something didn't go the way you wanted to to go, and you're, you're it's just like I don't get it, man. Like I don't think stuff like this would have happened 15 years ago. People lost their shit yeah. when Sopranos went off the air. And I just read an article today on USA Today, and the Soprano series finale was ranked as the top five best series finales. Like, I think all you need is some time and distance. Yes. You need, you need to process some things. Yeah, people were furious. And now you look back and they're like, actually, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So give it some time. Come back and check it out. You know, that's like me going to an art museum and looking at a piece of art and going, ah, that's not how I want it. I want to change that. <laughs> she needs to smile more that morning. Let's see some teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> I know, it was layered, wasn't it? Oh, God! <laughs> Damn you fans. Um, and and yeah. I, I think a huge influx of these fans came from the Marvel movies and... Especially came from The Walking Dead. 
I think a lot of toxic fandom came with that show too. Um, it really brought people into the, the the mainstream again. It really brought all this geek culture into the mainstream. And now everyone's just gobbling it up, and we're getting all these other opinions from people that we've never had these opinions from before. True. Mm-hmm. And welcome to the party, pal. You know, like, <laughs> and now you, you know, not every show, which is great. You know, 15 years ago, like Game of Thrones would have been one season, and that's it. They would have never, never, yeah. never picked it up. Mm-hmm. That show would have never been picked up. They would have rather have done like another. A show about a doctor in a hospital somewhere, or some fucking lawyers, or some cops, or right. some paramedics, or some shit. It's the same show they're shitting out every time. And now, finally, you know, finally these shows are being big, like huge, huge shows like this. Uh, just think of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for for instance. It wasn't a huge, huge show. I mean, it was popular. No, but it has, yeah, a fierce cult following. Yes, it yeah. does. And there's mm-hmm. and I am part of it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and uh, just think of uh, that show, maybe for released more now. And do you think there would be, like, this toxic fandom of, of like, a Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or, or like, different Marvel movies or DC? Oh, geez. Like, yeah. it's... I mean, probably... A lot of people were unhappy with the last couple of seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, myself included. And this is another example, I think, of just giving it some time because I went back and watched the whole series and I was like, you know, I don't know why I was so mad at season six and seven. (laughs) They're not great, but they're not that bad. (laughs) I'm just wondering how long long it's going to take for people to do this with the prequels of Star Wars. You're like, oh, it's not that bad, you know. And yeah. these are going to be celebrated a bit more because me, I like the prequels. They're not the greatest movies, no, but no. I still enjoy them. And it it sucks that people who grew up with these more than I did. I mean, I love Star Wars, but I was born in 1980, so right. I got to catch one of them in the mm-hmm. theater. And I'm sorry that these movies didn't grow with you guys. You know, these yeah. were, were kids' movies mm-hmm. when they came out, and they were kids' movies again when they came out, and you're not a kid anymore. So I can understand how you're unhappy with yeah. these movies. That's a good point, yeah. But And I know how you think they, they should have grown with you, but these aren't yours. These are someone else's works that you enjoy. This is someone's artwork. You might not like George Lucas, but dude, he... Not him, just mainly him. <laughs> created this whole fucking universe that you're totally just peeking from anyway. Yeah. Look at uh, all these different, like, spin-off movies that they were going to make, or cartoons and action figures and, and such and such. Uh, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, the toxic fandom is... See, I feel like a hypocrite because sometimes I'm a part of it. At the same time, there's a guy who wished James Corden's son got cancer because he spoiled some Game of Thrones oh, on yeah. his show. That's really that's, fucked up. That's, Something's super wrong yeah, with you. Toxic fandom right yeah. there. You have assholes like that. That's a level I would never, ever reach. But, no, no, no. I see your point. I see why people are upset. I guess I'll just say, like, that's what the internet and fan fiction is for. Yeah, make Go, your own. Write your own. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called free press, okay? Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want. Just don't try and sell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey, no spoilers. Look at us. Yay. You just want to blurt it out. Dude, right I want to, you know, I, I want to go on Facebook and just write the, the twist ending of every fucking movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> and make it into like a big middle finger while I'm at it. 
All right, we checked out a few movies, not too many. We're doing this yeah. podcast a little early this week. Yeah, we are. We Justin's, didn't have time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Justin's going to be out of town, so hey, let's do it Monday instead. Let's get this stuff going. And uh, yeah. we didn't really get to watch all as much because of the, the short amount of time. And this weekend, we really didn't watch too many movies. It was more about video games. It was. Uh, Plus, our internet went out, so right. our selection was... Down to like 200 different things as opposed <laughs> to a million different things. But... An infinite amount, yeah. <laughs> so when the, uh, the internet went out, uh, Jessalyn actually picked out a movie that I've been talking about for years, about how much I, I like it. Um, that would be King Arthur. Yeah, so I was, you sparked my interest. Yeah, why, like, what exactly piqued your interest up with this movie? I don't know. I remember when it first came out, I thought it looked kind of stupid and I didn't care. And then it bombed, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't do very well. No. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I don't know, hearing you talk about how much you like it, I feel like nobody gave it a chance. So I, I, I wanted at, to give it a chance. At first time, I didn't give it a chance either because um, I went to go see it. And the theater I went to go see it in, um, well, the theater is inside of a casino. Mm. So I got to the... To the uh, to the uh, the theater early before the movie, and I was like, oh, "I might as well just gamble a little before I go and see this." And then I ended up winning a good amount of money, and I just totally didn't like go to the movie that night. And <laughs> I actually went home with money; it was great. And then I, I went, uh, I want to see probably like the next week. I went and saw it, though. Luckily, it was still playing in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, if it didn't do well, usually they yank those. Yeah. Well, this one's directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, he did Training Day, uh, The Replacement Killers. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's a pretty talented director. He does a bunch of different kinds of movies, too. He just doesn't stick to fantasy or horror. There's gangster movies. There's uh, fucking King Arthur. You know, there's tons. He yeah. does is very versatile. Training Day, I think, is an excellent film. Yes. And I walked in with zero expectations and was just blown away. Right. That's easily my favorite of his movies. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones he's done. I know, I know he's done some others that I, I just can't remember, but they're pretty good. I, mean, I don't think he's done like a bad movie. They're all been pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're right, a, an array. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, so we watched King Arthur. And this is with a bunch of bunch of heads now. They're just pretty popular, and they were a little popular back then, but they really kind of blew up lately. Um, characters like Mads Mikkelsen is yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. He plays Tristan. Joel Edgerton is in this. He's a director now and an actor. And writer. And writer, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, Ian Grufold, is in this one. A Grufud, Grufold, Gruf- whatever. Grufud. Clive uh, Owen is Arthur. Hugh Dancy, who you didn't recognize. Yeah, I didn't know. You, I, well, when well I, how would you know who that was in right. 2004? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know who the hell Hugh Dancy was until mm-hmm. Hannibal and then... Even watching this movie, I still didn't recognize him. <laughs> I was like, okay. the, yeah, the whole time after that, I was like, I want to watch them interact now and maybe kiss. <laughs> Have something to eat. <laughs> Ray Winstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy uh, Ray Stevenson is in this. Uh, and Chill Schweiger is in this one. He's like the... Uh, in Germany, he's a pretty okay. big actor. He, he was in, familiar. Yeah, he was the, the German... Um, the German officer in *Inglorious Bastards* was with the bastards. Oh, okay. And he's done like Uva Bowl movies. Usually, he's a bad guy. It seems like. Okay, this and, is no exception. Yeah. <laughs> and Stellan Skarsgård, the best yep. Skarsgård, the one who birthed all the Skarsgårds, or you know, he didn't birth them, but he assisted right. <laughs> at the very beginning in gave their him some, gave him some chromosomes creation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kira Knightley. 
is in this. Uh, this is 19. 19 years old with a 40-year-old Clive Owen. And a 32-year-old Aeon Grafed. Although that turns out to not matter as much as I thought it was going to. Right. Because in the story of King Arthur, she leaves with Lancelot. But that is right. not what happens in this. Well, there's many different tales of King Arthur. Yeah. But I think this one is, I think, truest to the the tale, I guess, or the fantasy of it. Well, it's more of a realistic take, but nobody knows. Mm. They think that King Arthur was like a barbarian from right. BC times. Nobody really knows anything Well, that's about what, it, what, before the movie started, it read that, you know, they've, scholars and everything, you know, came together and, and tried to figure out, like, what was true and yeah. what might have happened uh, more realistically. So I think they got that this movie from that, those writings, as compared to the ones that are, um, have Excalibur as this mighty right. sword and mm-hmm. everything. And, uh, but this one is really good too. I, I love Excalibur, the movie, and yeah. I like this one. I love King Arthur, so. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cool good story. story. Yeah, yeah, it is. Probably and, why it's been around for so long. And this one was PG-13 when it hit the theaters, but it got an unrated cut when it came home, and you can definitely tell there's some decapitations. Yeah. And there's a uh-huh. good amount of blood. But yeah, it's a pretty, uh, I like King Arthur. You should definitely check this one out if you haven't yet. It came out 15 years ago. Yeah, I I liked it too. Kind of just made me want to watch Braveheart if we're going to watch <laughs> like totally fictional takes on <laughs> real historical figures. <laughs> right, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, Braveheart, so... Well, they do have James Horner in there. Yeah. Braveheart. You know, I, I like Braveheart, just not as much as I used to, I guess. And it isn't even, well, even because uh, of Mel Gibson. It's just That's why for me. <laughs> oh, I, I do have to say it's because of, you know, the inaccuracies and everything. And Yeah, nothing to do with history. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's a cool, brutal movie, but sure. I just fell out of favor with it uh, throughout time. And it's just, it's just one of those I don't think is as great... Okay. As it used to be. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a good movie. I still enjoy it a lot. Um, but yeah, pretty part. Another movie, uh, another couple of movies that we saw back to back. And Joe Bob Briggs' Last Drive-In is uh, we watched The Stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Street Trash. So we got to watch some, I don't know they call it, ooze horror or <laughs> slime yeah, horror. Body horror. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I've seen Street Trash. Hell, it was we did it one time on the uh, on the podcast. It was one of the episodes. One of my favorite movies. Actually, a podcast you weren't on was uh, Street yeah, Trash. Yeah, because your brother had to be on that yeah. one. And so I love that movie. And the stuff is cool too. It's it's nice and silly. You got Michael Moriarty playing a caricature. It's great. It, they're <laughs> both funny movies. And yeah, definitely with Joe Bob. Before, in between, and after it is great. It's a, it's a, it's an awesome TV show when you don't have shit to do Friday night. Which oh yeah, usually I don't have shit to do on Friday night anyway. <laughs> so it's a cool thing. Just I mean, you can just catch it halfway through of any of the movies, or I could at least because I've seen probably most of them, and just you know, sit back, relax, relax, have a beer or whatever else fucks you up, and then have a good time. Yeah, it's cool that um, see that's why I like Joe Bob Briggs. Other than these other horror hosts, or movie hosts, we'll just call them. Because Joe Bob does everything. Mostly horror, but he does everything. He does, like, action, sci-fi, 
uh, like all the stuff I love. And then mm-hmm. that's was a actually a big basis of this podcast was off of him. And this was before he even came back. This was about a year and a half before he decided to come back. And I was like, this is the kind of podcast I want to have. I just don't want to be regulated to horror or action or anything. I want to mix it all up. You know, you, there's so much good film out there. And if you restrain yourself to one genre, you know, you're... You're just going to be picking through the ranks of all the horror films. I have a huge palette to work from. I have tons and tons of movies and mm-hmm. that I, I've watched or want to watch, and there's nothing going to be stopping me from that, you know. So uh, yeah. Now, did has he? Does he typically do movies that he doesn't like? Because he really didn't like Chud. It seemed <laughs> he like he it, was yeah. forced to do it, even though he didn't want to. Did, yeah. Does that yeah. happen? Sometimes? Yeah. Oh yeah, it happens. Okay. You look back on old. Uh, like Monster Vision or whatever. Yeah, there are okay. movies he's not a big fan of. Uh, I, he did, um, when they did the Phantasm little, uh, I believe that was what, Christmas or whatever? I think so, yeah. He did the Phantasm mm-hmm. movies. He they didn't do part two. He didn't like it because they crashed the one car. <laughs> he was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, he was a big influence of mine growing up. And mm-hmm. now to be able to watch him again, it's so great, you know. Uh yeah, it was just a cool, huge part. I, I gotta get his book again. <laughs> well, he has a few books, but there's one that came out, and I picked up, and I, I read it when I was, oh, shit, 6th or 7th grade, 8th grade? Yeah. I wonder what it was like to edit that thing. <laughs> and I say that with love, but Joe Bob will just go on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should read his, <laughs> his, uh, his blog, his film review blog that he has. Or that I, he doesn't really contribute all that much and i think the last time i was actually on there was about 10 years ago okay but yeah he starts out his his movie reviews like that where he starts talking about something that may be totally unrelated to the movie <laughs> he'll say that in a few paragraphs and then he kind of like finds a way to connect it in some way to the movie that he's doing <laughs> it's pretty funny how he does it so if you just want to read the movie review you can just skip like the first few right. paragraphs and go straight to it and then he does the rundown too which is really cool mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's about it for us on this first half of My Bleeding Ears. It is. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1985 Indiana Jones ripoff. King Solomon's Mines. Now, you say that, but you said this is based on a book. Right. So, if the book came out before the Indiana Jones movies... Movie-wise! Movie-wise. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, movie-wise, of course, because so I'm not reviewing shots. books here. Come no, on. No, I'm nuts. just saying. So, Indiana Jones lifted that idea. Well, yeah. Well, Indiana Jones lifted a lot of stuff from yeah. a lot of things. Uh, George Lucas lifted a lot of things off a lot, and that's every creator, really. Yeah, sure. You're mm-hmm. constantly just lifting. 
things off other things. Like, I just told you, like, I lifted all this shit off Joe Bob Briggs, man. (laughs) But then this movie just straight up stole, like, scenes. Pretty much, (laughs) yeah. So this is a Golden Globus Canon Films production. Mm -hmm. Um, Richard Chamberlain, of course, plays Alan Quartermain. It's Qua... There's no R. And I thought it was a typo, but I looked it up. Quartermain. Quartermain. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Whatever, Quartermain, Quartermain. I just think that name's stupid without the R, that's all. Uh, and there's a lot of, oh, you didn't like it when every time uh, John Reese davies who plays the Gotti, he goes, Quartermain! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they lifted John Reese davies <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, brief synopsis about this movie. Fortune hunter Alan Quartermain teams up with a resourceful woman to help her find her missing father lost in the wilds of 1900s Africa while being pursued by hostile tribes and a rival German explorer. Uh, I believe this movie takes place right right around World War One. That's what it I'm looks correct. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just tell from the planes and the you know uh, equipment that they're using, and no one has machine guns or anything. It's mostly just rifles. Right. So um, yeah, it's it takes place back then. Um, the love interest is Sharon Stone, who this is actually um, when Basic Instinct came out way back when. I was like, oh, wow, that's the that's the girl. That's the girl from Alan Quartermain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was this one of her first movies? I think so. Either this one or the Seagal movie she was in was one of those. No, she was, yeah, she, or, yeah, she was in a Seagal movie. She's also in the Action Jackson, the What's-His-Face's movie, Carl Weathers. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was in those movies. Um, so this might have been close to it, but... She's got 140 IMDb credits. <laughs> Dude, she's awesome. I love Sharon Stone, yeah. man. I, it's cool to see some of her younger work like this before she really got established as an actor. Uh, of course, when she picks up these damsel in distress roles, which isn't so much damsel in distress, it's mostly she's just kind of goofy in it. Um, she does have fight in it, you know, and... She's yeah, a pistol. She's not so bad. I wrote in my notes at the very beginning, oh, great, Sharon Stone is going to suck. We're off to a great start. Which is bizarre because Sharon Stone does not suck, ever. And she does. She's, she, I mean, I like her in this it's movie. Fun. She grows she's, on you, I guess. Uh, now, why do you think I picked this movie? Because you wanted to see my reaction to all of the scenes that are exactly like Indiana Jones scenes? No, no. It's just a nostalgic thing. I used to watch this movie all the time. I, I did ask, kid. yeah. Because I don't, I don't know Richard Chamberlain, really. I know that name. I can right. pick him out of a lineup. But I've never really seen him in anything. 80s, he was pretty big. He, uh, Shogun, I, he mm-hmm. was, uh, that was like a huge miniseries back in the day. And I don't, didn't, never saw it. And I used to remember the, the Shogun the VHS tapes, that was like the first double tapes I've ever seen, too. It was Okay. Because it was so long, you right. know, they had to put it on two VHS tapes. Uh, so. Go ahead. Did you see this movie in the theaters? Or is no. this like a VHS that you. This was saw cable on TV. TV. Okay. Okay. Cable TV. I just, uh, I remember just watching it with my mother, I believe, and it was a goofy, fun ride, you know? It was. You gotta think back then, too. With uh, effects, you know, how they are now. It's a bit different. And mm-hmm. with budgets, too. When you have 
Canon Films doing it, your budget's not going to be huge. You have to work with what you got to work with. Right. So this movie does seem very low budget next to an Indiana Jones movie. Right. But they do use a lot of what they bought. You know, you have tons of extras in this movie. Okay. I mean, you got to train in this movie. Your your scope. That's true. Yeah. The scope of this film is huge. That's true. Um, there's tons of different characters, lots of colors. It just everything kind of blends well in this movie to me. Yeah, it is silly. Yeah, there's some effects that really don't stand up. Uh, <laughs> the one where like uh, the crocodile pit one isn't all that impressive. Nor yeah. when he starts when he gets thrown from the train but catches a chain and starts surfing like on the the rails kind of thing. <laughs> that was kind of cheesy but you know I, i'm into that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. i like it can, it can be kind of goofy as long as it knows it's goofy and it's not trying to play the play the shit straight and it's not this this movie is never trying to play anything straight i could see this as a movie that i would have liked a lot as a kid and then revisited as an adult and gone wow this movie's really dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> but dumb doesn't mean bad though right i didn't say bad <laughs> <laughs> exactly and the, so you've got the nostalgia factor but right you still agree that it's kind of yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah it's silly and it's dumb <laughs> and it's a ripoff, and it's it it is what it is though. I I hate that. I hate saying that. Ugh, I'll never say that again. Okay, uh, <laughs> but I I usually have a good fun time with this. Richard Chamberlain really is he he does lighten up the screen a lot. He really he uh what you, what's that word? He has he's, he's got it. He's the, the charisma. Charisma. There we go. That's See, the word. And maybe if I'd known him from other things and I already liked him, I would feel that way. But hmm. I just desperately missed Harrison Ford every line <laughs> delivery. I was like, get him out of here. I want to hear. Uh, oh, they were Ford different do. characters than Indiana Jones. Indiana's <laughs> they, a, a bit more reserved. They this are. And, and uh, he, this is like the, the extroverted Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Non-mumbly Jones. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, does this film work to you? Um, did, uh, does this film I work mean, now to you? That, no. No, it doesn't. Why is that? Well, because we already had one the year before, <laughs> and it was way better than this one. I don't know. Does it, it works for you? It still does work for me, and there's a few reasons why. One is that you have multiple enemies in this film. You have uh, this, this this silliness that, that is present throughout it. So where, yeah, you don't kind of really take this too seriously. And um, your villains in this, in this movie are also pretty silly, too. And you don't outright hate them because of this silliness. I mean, you don't agree with what they're doing, but at the same time, they're not going to bog down your joy. Uh, like when they capture someone or they, they kill someone, which they don't really do. Uh, it's just you you enjoy when they're on screen, which I mm-hmm. did. I enjoy watching John Reese's Davies' character. He was uh he he was the kind of opposite of the German guy, the German explorer, yeah. mm-hmm. where he was more of a bad guy too, but he was more outright in saying it as opposed to John Reese Davies being more reserved. Right. So you had these two bad guys who worked together, <laughs> had to work together, and it was really cool how they played off each other. So. Those two villains really worked. Um, some of the action scenes are really cool. The uh, the train scene the train is fun. It's pretty cool. It yeah. is. It's it is you know reminiscent of different Indiana Jones. I, I guess I, you know I, I guess I don't recall a train in one of those movies until Last Crusade and that came out after that came movie. out afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the train scene's really cool. Um, 
<laughs> like I said before, Richard Chamberlain, it just it really lights up the screen, and he really made this role his. Uh, I guess they could have made Quartermain into an Indiana Jones kind of guy, mm-hmm. a lot more reserved, but then it just definitely would have been a ripoff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's mm. much different. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Stone is in... Uh, she's more of a fighter than Willie is in Indiana Jones. She... Um, isn't as much of a damsel in distress, and she does try to fight back at points. Yeah, I mean, the difference is, to defend Willie, mm-hmm. is that Willie did not <laughs> want to get into this situation at all. She, at no True. point was she like, put me in the thick of this. <laughs> Whereas Sharon Stone's character, it was, the whole thing was her idea. She hired Quartermain. Quartermain! So yeah, that's that, those are the reasons why I like this movie. and It's just a fun ride. It's... It's really enjoyable, and it puts me in a pretty good mood afterward. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go have a cigarette now or something. It's just a nice, cool, happy ending, uplifting film. So so Game of Thrones really kicked you in the balls. Watch watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because it'll make you feel better, you sap. Yeah, and so we didn't mention Mbobo at all. Well, I was I was keeping Umbopo to later, so Umbopo is like He's the a, short round of this kind of movie. kind of kind of the short round of this movie. He's like a guide to Quartermain and uh, I want to call her Willie. <laughs> What's Sharon Stone's name in this? Sharon Stone's name in this movie is Jesse. Jesse, okay. Ha. Nah. <laughs> um, so Umbopo, um, like he's her guide, and he hates like any like a. Uh, anything that isn't organic to write on. So he doesn't like riding trains or cars or anything yeah. like that. Whenever that happens, he covers his eyes. And it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but later <laughs> on, we, get, we find out that Mbopo is actually a king. And he was, I guess, separated from his tribe at some point. Right. And he And he goes and saves Quartermain and Jesse from this tyrannical witch-like queen mm-hmm. which uh she stole the crown from uh, the, the crown the crown from um, umbopo and then uh umbopo reveals himself to be the true leader of this crew and then the, the old witch lady leaves and he t- kind of takes over and he fights with quartermain to go get the queen mm-hmm. and um uh, so yeah and at the end of the movie he you know he's king of all these people and everyone's happy so what seems like there's just like this tertiary character in the beginning he actually ends up being a bigger part of the story not as not not really well fleshed out though but he does become a bigger part of the story makes it a little better i guess that he's a king at the end i guess (laughs) (laughs) he's a king who hates cars (laughs) (laughs) uh okay that's 49 or 49 kills in this movie yeah um so yeah this movie's pretty violent a lot of it um, just people flying after like a bomb drops. Right. Or, there's a couple shots. Uh, someone gets exploded by dynamite, which we don't really get to see. But yeah, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> that part. I've got it. Oh, Kazam! Yeah. <laughs> we Some. hardly knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, forty nine. No breasts. No penises. PG or PG thirteen movie. One of those. Not R. So. Probably PG in 1985. I think I so, yeah, probably. Because even, well, no, Temple of Doom was PG-13. Right, yeah. And that was the only one that was PG-13, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I and think that was kind of a movie. big deal in the 80s. I think another movie right around then, too, uh, I want to say Just One of the Guys was another one of those films that got a PG-13 rating. 
because uh, there were some swear words and the lead character did show her breasts at the end of the movie, so I think oh, they were going to okay. slap it with an R, but they gave it PG-13. PG-13. I think. I could be wrong on that okay. one. Uh, what's your grade? I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know if I can grade it fairly because all I wanted to do was watch Raiders of the Last Ark the whole time it was on. I was like, I would much rather be watching Raiders. All right, I'm going to say something really unpopular right now. Okay. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is overrated. <laughs> I know it's, it's it's an unpopular thought of mine, but it is. And there are times in that movie where I'm just kind of bored. No, that's true. It was never my favorite. Last Crusade is easily my favorite. That, I, that one's that, that's the funnest one. Yeah, uh, and then Temple of Doom second, which is my unpopular opinion. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was one. Actually, I believe that was my favorite for the longest time yeah. until Last Crusade. But yeah, I love Temple of Doom. Like, yeah, it went somewhere different. Like, but then you know, people got pissy and shitty, toxic fandom, and then they went back to Nazis. The next fucking movie. Yeah. Like, Toxic fandom! Nazis. Fucking Nazis ruin everything, don't they? They sure do. (laughs) Well, this is going to be a shorter episode. That's about it we have. Uh, I'm going to give this movie... Yeah. uh, I'm giving it a C+. Okay. Great effort in that. Richard Chamberlain's great. Sharon Stone's great. Some great action in it. John Rhys-Davies. Great villains. It's funny. C+, maybe B-. I'll uh, give it a C. It's under two hours. It didn't piss me <laughs> off. Fine, C. Can we watch Raiders tonight? <laughs> no, right, wait, you want me to go to sleep? Shit. <laughs> Temple of Doom, maybe? All right, we'll compromise on that. <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone, for checking us out. And we'll be back in, like, a week and a half because, you know, we did this shit early. So mm-hmm. see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.